0: A rollin' rollin' all along the highway. Wheels that keep a rollin' all the night and day. Singin a song of the men
1: behind the motor trucks, a song of safety and service all along the way. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Classic Pickup Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whips, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Episode 8, Josh Carter. The first half of this episode was recorded last week and was supposed to be episode 7. I have some new recording software in an effort to improve the sound quality of our episodes. Unfortunately, we had a technical glitch partway through and I only managed to record the first 14 or so minutes of the podcast. So we regrouped last night and re-recorded the second half. I hope you're all staying safe through these difficult times. I hope you enjoy this episode. Josh, thanks for taking the time and, and coming and having a chat to us today. How are you, mate?
0: Yeah, not too bad, mate.
1: That's good. Now, we're, um, we, we live in the same town and, uh, and we're doing this over the computer because we're being responsible uh, people during this corona crisis. That's it. Take us back, mate. Take us back to your, um, your first automotive memory. What, what's the first time you can remember even being aware that a car or a motorbike or anything like that
0: exists. Um, first time on a motorbike, I would have been about four, a little peewee 50. That was my cousins. Um, but I never really four for bikes. So, um, it wasn't till I was about 10 years old when my stepdad came into play and he's a um, motorcycle, mechanic and electrician, um, where he based most of his work in the electrical side of things. Um, So I started riding bikes at a pretty young age and then got into motocross. So I raced motocross for a few years and um, had my own personal mechanic. Um, Bought old, old motocross bikes and rebuilt them with my stepdad um, pretty much stripped them down to nothing and, and built him up and made him something. So um, he was all about um, old bikes and he raced vintage motocross and, um, yeah, a few of the dirt track series in South Australia and that when we back in uh, SA there. So I guess the start of it. I was more into motorbikes, more than cars. Um, yeah. I've always liked the old cars and, and stuff like that. But I guess at a young age I was, it was all bikes for me. Um, first time driving a car I would have been about 12 or 13. It was a little old Corolla out yeah, my stepdad's cousins property out yeah, in the bush. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I guess that's where it all started for me, was mainly bikes. Cool.
1: What, what was the first car you ever bought?
0: <laughs> well, not a proud moment. Well, I guess as a young teen and sensible stepfather and mother, um, they didn't want me to have anything with too much horsepower Cause I thought I'd do something silly. So my first car I owned was a charade, a Daihatsu charade three cylinder turbo. It had a a three inch bloody, um, what is it? Three inch dump exhaust on it and a bloody blow off valve. So, um, (laughs) it, it it was a bit of fun, but, um, front wheel drive. So we did, uh, Plenty reverse of reverse, reverse ringies, yep. And then we did the old Macca's trays on the back wheels. So, yeah, that was my first car. Bought it. It wasn't a wreck, but it wasn't running. So myself and my stepdad, it was just a few electrical issues and that that he helped me sort out fairly quickly. And that was my, I guess, main sort of... um Transport to and from school. Yeah. And then, um,
1: and then what was the first car you had that, that you'd probably be proud to say you had?
0: Um, well, it'd have to be my 52 pickup.
1: Yeah. First time. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. So I've owned lots of cars, mainly utes and vans, um, being a motocross racer and stuff like that. But, yeah. First proud car ownership would definitely be my chef pickup. So, yeah. Cool.
1: So tell us a bit of the backstory on that. Like what, what kind of got you into thinking about getting one and, and then, and then what was the process and how did that all go for you?
0: Um, well, <clears throat> I guess I've, I've loved the look of the old trucks. Um, for, for many years, um, I really loved the, the F one hundreds, the early fifties F one hundreds. And I thought that would be probably the path that I would have gone down. Um, a good mate of mine, his brother and parents were living in Phoenix, Arizona. And when we went and visited them back in 2006, I think he had a, um, an old F-100 that he was restoring. And, um, yeah, I just really like the idea of of doing something similar myself. Um, but then just, I guess, the early or the late 40s and the early 50s Chev pickup, the 3100s and 3600s, they just really caught my eye, um, the shape and, and body and that compared to the the Ford. So yeah. Um, yeah, I honestly didn't think that I would probably ever buy one. Um, but I guess working in the mines and doing what I did, it sort of enabled me to pursue my goal and dream of owning one, so. Um, yeah, cool. And so you, yeah.
1: your, yours is a, a left-hand drive um, American import truck. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and you didn't import it though. Is that right?
0: Nah. So there was another fella in New South Wales that imported it and, um, did a, did a bit of the work, I suppose the body and the interior and that was already done, um, before I got it, um, engine conversion and, and things like that, but it was quite messy underneath and needed a bit of work to do. Um, under the chassis and, and stuff like that. So it's still a little bit messy working on it slowly, but surely. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not too bad. Yeah, cool.
1: So run, run through what it's got. Is it, is it a standard? Is it the original chassis or is it S 10 or suspension upgrades? What, what do you got going? Um,
0: it's an original, original chassis. Um. It's a bit of a dog's breakfast under there really, if I'm honest. Um, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I will get on top of that. Um, so is it
1: independent front suspension or is it the original?
0: Yeah. So I've got a, um, Ford Mustang two front end. So yeah, independent front. Um, it's got a three hundred and fifty small block, and then it's got the TH350 trans um from there we've got the the GM 10 bolt diff and I'm running the the four link in the back with coil overs cool
1: and um and you only just you just got it register is that right
0: yeah yep so yeah. um Prior to living in Mount beauty or Tuonga south, as you know, um, I was living in South Australia and our rules and regulations for modified left hand drive vehicles back home. Uh, it would have cost me a lot of money and an effort that I really didn't have to get it on the road. So, I guess with the, the laws in Victoria here, there's some leniences with left-hand drive, modified vehicles to um enable myself to get roadworthies and stuff like that. So I would have had to excuse me. I would have had to do a lot of um a lot more work. Unnecessary work, I suppose. Like it's not it's not that it's not safe. Um But yeah, I guess SA laws are just a lot more stricter when it comes to a left-hand modified vehicle. So I've had the truck now for around about two, two and a half years, I suppose, and not yet been able to really enjoy it. So it was only maybe six weeks ago that I got full rego on it. Um, it's currently at my mates in Baranduda still, um, as there's a few little bits and pieces that I want to get on top of before I actually drive it. Yeah. There's a,
1: there's a danger isn't there that the minute you get it on the road that won't, won't be doing much on it for a while.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's yeah. well, good timing
1: as it turns out. Cause you're not really going to be out driving around much at the moment anyway.
0: No. Although it would be a pretty, pretty nice self isolation, driving through through the hills and mountains on my own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, this is a good time for, um, for a lot of people just to have the project in the shed and go and self isolate in the garage and, and actually do some work on the truck if, if there's something that can be done.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. As it is, we're probably or although I do have work at the moment, um, things are changing on a day to day basis with the coronavirus. So, um, yeah, we may end up getting stood down and I'm going to have all the time in the world. So we'll see uh, how that plays out, I suppose. Yeah. So,
1: so what would you consider as is some things you want to do to the truck in the future? Like you want to, you want to change the suspension setup and are you looking at airbags or, or what sort of things do you have planned?
0: Um, at the moment, so it's got a fair bit of body roll. So I've got a sway bar that we imported from America only a couple of weeks ago and um, we'll be fitting that in the next coming weeks, I suppose. Um, Suspension-wise, I think, once I've got the sway bar and that sorted, it'd be nice just to enjoy it and um spend a bit of time behind the wheel and um yeah just just enjoy it for a bit. maybe down the track, I would like to put airbag suspension in it um as I love the look of of the old trucks when when they're parked up, and uh the side steps are just resting on the bitumen yeah. um. Probably, probably just, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to enjoy it for a bit. Airbags is definitely on the list. Um, I would like to take the cab and, and bed off and uh, really tidy up the chassis, um, potentially box it all in and um, just clean it right up and get it all looking pretty, I suppose not looking pretty but just yeah it's pretty ugly under there so i'd like to just yeah get on top of that and just yeah have it looking nice and clean i suppose more than anything
1: because the minute the minute you you take it off the road to do those sort of changes you know you're potentially another 12 months without it aren't
0: you? yeah exactly so yeah. um yeah time and money is is um there's everything, I suppose. So, um, I've had it for this long and not really had the opportunity to, to do much driving in it. When I had it back in SA, the majority of the time that I did get to, to drive it, I was, uh, basically driving it from my mates workshop to another workshop to do other bits and pieces to it. Um, just by the use of a trade plate, which allowed me to drive to certain spots.
1: So, Josh, uh, we had some technical difficulties with our last recording and and we lost half of it. So we're going to jump back in, I think, around about where we left off and you were talking about uh, getting a bit of work done on the truck and then um, getting it on the road and enjoying it for a while before you you think about doing any future changes to it.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, just the last couple of things to tidy up um, underneath and then, um, yeah, obviously got full reg on it now. So just wanna, yeah, get behind the wheel, I suppose, and enjoy it before I go too crazy on it. Yeah. And
1: when, when you have driven it a bit, um, which I'm sure you have, uh, you, you're pretty happy with all the handling and, and how ha- acceleration and, and how it all goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. like. It's obviously just a cruiser like it's it's um not bloody mental or anything like that but yeah no it's got good pickup so it's good bottom end and and um I guess what I am working on at the moment is putting a sway bar um underneath so just handles like a bit of a boat as it is so once I put this sway bar in it'll have a bit better handling as well. Um, unfortunately, well, this the sway bar came in, but unfortunately um, there was some brackets missing. And then with all that's what's going on in the world right now, it's hard getting those missing brackets um, over. So it may be a little bit delayed. So as it stands, I can drive it um, as it is. Um, but I was just gonna leave it at my mates for a little bit longer just to tidy up these few last things but um yeah, I don't know maybe maybe soon i might I might go pick it up and and um enjoy it for a little bit if we're gonna be waiting on these parts for for too long with what's going on in the world i might uh, might go pick it up and um yeah get get some enjoyment out of it
1: yeah absolutely. and uh, I think we
0: talked about last
1: time, and I, I think we lost this section of the recording, so we'll, we'll run into it again, but um, you and your you and your partner have, have got a a young young boy at the moment, and, and that's sort of changing things a little bit for what what might be the future of owning a, a small pickup truck
0: um yeah, so I have looked into other avenues and potentially selling it and getting a um a sedan or or a coupe or or even the suburban like we spoke about um prior um i i really love the the shape of the the 52 pickup and the suburban so if i could if i managed to get my hands on a suburban i'd be i'd be pretty wrapped but um at this stage the pickup's something i've wanted for a very long time and my partner she sort of um convinced me to, to go ahead with the purchase and she's talked me out of of selling it as well because uh, she knows how much i love it um with the little fella in the mix um we've spoken about putting a lap belt in the um on the bench seat to allow us to put the um the baby seat in so um yeah at this stage i'll hold on to it put a lap belt in and and have the little fella in the middle with us. Yeah,
1: it'd be it'd be cool for him to grow up cruising around in that a little bit. It's it's not it's not gonna be a daily, is it? It's just gonna be a, a bit of a Sunday cruiser?
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So I've got a um I've got a Toyota van that I've threw seats in the back and got them all engineered, um, as well as a Mrs. Car. So we weren't secluded just to one car. Um, so yeah, this would be more just of a, just a fun weekend truck to, uh, head out for a coffee or, or out for dinner or or whatever the case may be. Just yeah. And enjoy it.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, and you get around town on a motorbike too. You've done a a bit of work and, and build a nice bike up
0: yeah so i bought an old yamaha xj 600 a few years back now and um yeah i guess i was going to do a cheap cheap project with that and just cut the rear end and do a rigid sort of bobber type thing and um as we went along with it more ideas i had and ended up being a a longer process and um a bigger project than what we first set out for. So, yeah, put a um well, I guess went from a, a cheap project to uh, it wasn't expensive but definitely dug a bit deeper into my pockets and um I guess it's a bit of a mongrel. So, put a Springer front end on it, so it's a Harley front end. Um it's got a Honda c b five hundred rear and then the Yamaha engine with a full custom built frame
1: yeah that's that's a bit of a bit but it. it looks really nice i I reckon it looks cool it's uh i guess it's sort of like a rat rod uh of a bike
0: yeah yeah so uh before I painted it, I was nearly gonna. Keep it like a bare metal, um, sort of patina kind of look with the um, the tank and the rear guard, and do like a, a clear coat and keep it bare metal. Um, but the the effort and time I put on or put into it, I didn't really want it to look ratty. As much as I love the rat the rat look, um, I guess the time and effort and money I put into it, I want it wanted it to um yeah look a bit nicer so i did it in a like a satin blue finish um one of my stepdad's mates he's got an old an old chev blair that he did in the same blue so um i actually got the blue from his chev which um i hit him up and asked him if it would bother him if i um went down that path and, and did the same color and, and he was all for it. So that's, that's the path I sort of chose with, with the color scheme.
1: Yeah, that's cool. And, and so your chef is, is a gray color.
0: Yeah. It's like a, a matte gray. Yeah. So they probably work.
1: They probably work pretty well together. Those two parking the bike next to the truck.
0: Yeah. I haven't had them both together um at the same time so it's been a long time coming so i'll uh definitely get a picture with them both together or the bobber in the back
1: yeah roll around
0: so have you been to the bright rod run did you did you go over this year and have a look um yeah i went to the last rod run um not not with any oh actually i did ride me bobber over on the Oh, uh, must have been a Saturday or a Sunday, I think, when I bumped into to you guys over there. Um, but, yeah, that was the first time I'd been over the Rod Run.
1: Yeah. it would be um, something that I'm definitely looking forward to is driving my Chev to the Bright Rod Run. It's kind of like a goal for me. So it would be nice for you to finally have it all registered and, and good to go by the time the next one comes around.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully with what's going on in the world, is over well and truly over by then and uh yeah hopefully we'll have we'll have the little fella in the middle and and we can all all uh drive over the gap as a family and and um enjoy the weekend
1: that'd be awesome it has been about a week since we first tried to do this interview and uh and managed to lose a bit of it but uh how's how's life with coronavirus going i mean my wife and I—we don't have kids, so you know it's a little bit easier for us. But you guys are juggling work and and having a toddler at home. You know how, how's it all go?
0: Um, yeah, well, at this stage, we've both still got work. Um, daycare is still open. Um, they've implemented quite a few measures um, for uh, well to keep it open um, in the way of uh, hygiene and stuff like that so um that's that's a huge help having that still open to enable us to still go to work so um yeah he's just in daycare 2 days a week um and then yeah Jade and I sort of juggle um our days when we're off um when we got the little fella and and what have you so um as it is We've both lost hours with work. Um, My crew has split into two crews, so we're kind of doing like a four and three roster. Um, So, yeah, I've had the last four days off, so I'm back to work tomorrow for for four, and then we've got the, the Easter break off. And at this stage, I think Jade will also have the Easter break off. So it will be nice to have that time over Easter together as a family, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it's been a bit tough, and and what have you? Like things have changed. But I guess there's a f- well a lot of people out there that have got a lot worse than us. So I guess we're just grateful that we do have work um, coming in. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. You see footage of you know guys in Melbourne all lined up at Centrelink trying to get some money and trying to work out how to pay rent and that sort of stuff. So yeah, I mean, we're, we're a little bit, um, secluded from it all up here in the country, but you know, you starting to get real, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. How are you guys with work? And obviously you, you've got your own business and stuff, but, uh, you guys still got plenty of work to keep you going.
1: Yeah. Uh, the miss is not so much. It's kind of got real quiet with everything she was doing. And, um, and the other work she does is with the ambulance. So she's kind of, you kind of don't want to go to work if you're an ambulance at the moment, because all you're doing is being more likely to get yourself in front of the virus. But, uh, no, I still got, I still got projects going. Uh, I reckon I've got about another month's worth of work. So, so that's a good thing. And starting to get a little bit done on my truck. I, I played around with a bit of a, I want to build a, um, a, a sun visor for it. So to start a plan of a prototype on that. So that's been pretty cool because your, your truck doesn't have a visor either. Does it?
0: It doesn't. So you're going right. the full, like the Fulton visor. So same sort of specs as what a Fulton visor is, or are you going something a little bit different?
1: Uh, I think it's even a bit of a mix. I, I like the shape of the Fulton visor and the size of it, but I don't, I don't overly love the look of the dog leg, you know, the little knuckle thing that they have going and um, I know it's there for adjustability and then I you know, I see so many photos of trucks where they've got they've got the visor down so low, I don't even know how they're seeing out the front windscreen. So, you know, to me the visor just, you know, it's kind of almost a not a fixed position. I I wanna have a bit of adjustability in it, but a similar shape. Like I do like the style of the Fulton. So I've kind of just i got my cab sitting in the workshop and I just got a whole bunch of cardboard and played around until something looked about right. And, um, just cut out a bit of sheet steel the other day. So yeah, it's a prototype. I'd, I'd like the idea of if it works really well of, of possibly producing them and selling them because there's not much here in Australia that we can use. So, cause I should remember now when I went to the States, you were asking me to keep an eye out for one. So.
0: Yeah. Well, if, yeah, I'm, I'm with you with the, the visors. Like I do love the shape and the adjustability, but when they're sitting too low, like, yeah, I, I prefer them sitting up a bit higher. Um, a mate of mine in Albury, he's got the the Fulton visor and the way his is sitting is like it wouldn't go much lower than what his is, but I think his is a, a good sort of height at where he's adjusted it to. But um, if you go ahead and and um and make these, I'll definitely uh, hit you up.
1: Yeah, I gotta get the first one made, and then I'll see see how it goes. But um, yeah. no, it'd be cool. Sure, I, I I got an old um carb on it, and I actually cut cut the steel out of the carb on it skin, so it's kind of got a bit of that shape in it already. Yeah, and um, yeah, so we'll have a play and see how it goes.
0: Yeah, cool. What
1: what. What else do you think you would do with the truck? I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about uh, potentially bagging and stuff like that. In the interior, does everything work pretty well there? Like, is it got an original steering column or is it is it something aftermarket in there, do you know?
0: Um, yeah, it's aftermarket. I'm not 100% sure uh, what brand it is, but um, I honestly wouldn't change too much, like. Um, it's so when I bought it, it had like, um, all the, the, the bench seat had been re sprung and it's, and it's, um, upholstered with a nice age distress leather. So it's, it's pretty schmecko inside. So I honestly wouldn't change too much. Um, a lot of people ask me if I'm going to convert it to a right hand drive, um, but as a as a sort of uh, weekend sort of uh, truck, I suppose, um, and not a daily, like um, I'd be happy to leave it as a left-hand drive. I just kind of want to leave it as original as possible, really, I suppose. If it was going to be a daily, then I'd probably look at the conversion, but as it is, like I won't be driving it as much. Um, if it was going to be a daily sort of thing, so I'd I'd much prefer to leave it as it is, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I I think at the stage your truck's at, where it's looking so nice, to go and try and change that over now to a right-hand drive, it costs you a lot of money because you got to you'd have to redo the whole dash, you'd have to do the firewall, you'd have to change your whole steering rack. Like it'd, that'd be a pretty major job, and I mean the fact that we can legally just drive around left-hand drive at the moment, you know. It's pretty
0: nice. Yeah, definitely. Oh, just with the loopholes. Um, back in South Australia, so with how hard it is getting it on the road, like I, I probably would have looked at going down that path if I stayed in SA, but knowing that I was moving over here's over to Victoria's, why I sort of just held off and and left it as it is. So, um. I guess left-hand drive, as we've spoke about before, like the left-hand drive modified vehicles. Um, in SA, they, yeah, they make it real hard for you to get them on the road. So, um, I've got a mate with a, a right-hand drive. I think it's a '56 pickup. Um, and his is completely stock, like, stock. Yeah, stock height stock engine stock everything and and he still had lots of uh hoops that he had to get through like he got on the road but he still had quite a few dramas even as a like it's seriously just stock as a rock like you couldn't get much stock
1: i still can't get my head around why the laws and the engineering are different from state to state like it's the it's the same country. and I've, I've always said this since being a kid, like why is the Costa Rego in one state more or less than another? Like, you know, you think the engineering at least on a vehicle would be country wide. I don't really understand mm. why it's not, but that's sort of, that's a bit out of our pay grade, I suppose.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, yeah. What about car club stuff? Have you ever been a in a, a car or I guess for you, you a bit more bikes, were you a member of any sort of a, club or group or do you just sort of roll around with the boys
0: um no i've never really been a part of any car or bike club i suppose the only club that i was a part of was when i was racing motocross um but other than that um just kind of roll around with the boys
1: yeah just a regular meet up and go for a ride somewhere
0: yeah pretty much i guess just get a few lads together and have a well meet up at a particular spot and then, and then head out from there and grab a beer or, or, a, or a counter meal from the pub or whatever. And, and then, um, sort of head home or yeah, nothing really too formal, I suppose.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Well, uh, hopefully, um, you to make it down to one of our car and coffee shows and, and get the truck out there and, uh, we might end up with a few trucks. I think in town there's, you know, Rocky who I interviewed on the podcast, he's building a uh, 57 GMC pickup. So I'll have mine on the road at some stage. (laughs) So uh, it'd be good to have a few in town.
0: If you've got a month left of, uh, jobs, you might, uh, you might have plenty of time after that to, to rip into it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I get my engine on Monday.
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Excited?
1: Yeah, I am. I started drilling the firewall out on the truck today. I've got to take the firewall out because the Cummins is so big that it's, it's not going to fit. So I've got to do a bit of major surgery. So I just figured I'd take the whole firewall out and and make heaps of room. And then we'll just rebuild it back in and around after it's fitted in there. So yeah, it'd be good to get it here. That's for sure. It's been a long time.
0: Yeah. Well, how long has it been since you went to the States now that was sort of October last yeah, year,
1: wasn't it? Uh, uh, end, of, end of November, uh, we left. And it potentially, because the container wasn't a full container yet, so it, it probably sat there for a few weeks until they had enough stuff to fill a container and then it got shipped. But the biggest holdup I've had, and I guess it's a lesson I've learned, is um, Customs decided that they had to clean and fumigate it all. and yeah. And I, I don't know if that's just because of other stuff that was in that container or whether or not, because I cleaned, I pressure washed and cleaned the engine. And, and that was really good. But then what I did that I didn't think about was I put a whole bunch of other old, like I bought a heap of tailgates and guards and all that sort of stuff. And they were all sort of farm fresh. We just unbolted them off trucks and, and I just piled them all up on top and strapped it all together. So that stuff was never clean. And I think that might be part of the problem is that it probably had a bit of dirt and stuff in it. and and they've just said the whole thing,
0: so they do all that do you get do you get um hit with a hefty bill if they've got to do that
1: seven hundred odd bucks yeah right yeah, so you learn you learn like, lessons <laughs> yeah definitely but, uh, no it will be good it'd be good to get it all done um oh right, mate, well we might might wrap things up and let you get back to the family um. How can, how can people have a look at your truck? Have you got an Instagram page or something like that, that they can check you out on?
0: Uh, yep. <laughs> it's, uh, at JMC underscore 57. Cool. We should change it to 52, but, uh, 57 has got no relation to the Chev's, so, or, or my pickup or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I've got a few pictures on there. Uh, a lot of it's, um, I suppose, of my little fella lately, but he's ripping around on his little trike. So, um, but yeah, I do have a few pics up on up on there and pics of my bobber and, and my other bikes and stuff like that. So,
1: yeah, awesome. All right, well, and we'll post up some pictures of the truck um, on our page, and people can get on there and and check it out. It's uh, it's a beauty, and I I can't wait to see it driving around town, mate
0: yeah cool man thanks for the uh the chat and yeah hopefully uh this uh coronavirus and that subsides soon and we can catch up for a beer
1: yeah yeah it's getting uh it's getting a bit frustrating, but I think I think we might be in this for the long haul mm.
0: it seems that way, doesn't it yeah bye mate well uh I'll talk to you soon cool thanks for your time mate.
1: Well, that's the show for this week. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. All information shared in our episodes is general and you should contact your engineer for advice on your build. Please remember to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and share it with friends and fellow enthusiasts on Facebook, iTunes or the good old word of mouth. I appreciate hearing feedback, good and bad, so please feel free to shoot me an email, classicpickuppodcast at gmail.com. If you are interested in advertising on the podcast, and have a relevant business, please get in touch. And finally, if you have a project you're building, it can be hard to find the time to work on it. Just spend 15 minutes a day, even if you only unbolt one panel or mount one bracket, you'll be amazed at how quickly it all adds up. The music you hear in the background of this podcast is called Hammer On Down by Uncle Bonehead. Until next week, enjoy the ride.